0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com.
1: Your muscles on little stuff, when the big stuff comes up, you're not strong. So this is called being good, on little things like erasing a board, something that other people would ignore. If I throw a piece of garbage in the garbage can, it blows out and blows down the street, I go after it. Not because that little piece of garbage matters so much, but that my muscles are flexing. For being good so that when there's a real test in being good I already got the muscles for it. Understand? So these are little mini workouts in preparation for the bigger tests in life so that's why it's really important to be good at little things cigarette butts I would even say it's probably better not to smoke. Not so much that the smoking will kill you, but it might kill your—I um, don't want to say yours. It might kill someone's. Um, I don't know—self-awareness, self-esteem, so just their whole being. Even though one cigarette's nothing to someone's health, I'm not going to hurt the guy's health. One cigarette, but but it, it's a little jab. It's another little jab. At his uh, well-being, is well-being in general. Okay, let's turn these phones off and we'll get started. This has all been in preparation of think, thinking one of these pens is going to work. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. Okay, very good. So today is Rosh Chodesh Sivan, and it is the um, first of the third month of the year. We already had Nisan, and we've had Er, and now is the month of Sivan, today is the new month, and it is leading up to ultimately the sixth day of the month, which is uh, the Chag of Shavuos, and that will be this Thursday night. So Thursday night is a very, very special night, uh, it's the night of the receiving of the Torah, and it's probably, I mean, you people who are here feeling quite randomly here at this time of the year should realize there's nothing random about being here at this time of the year. You are here for a different kind of holiday. Um, this holiday is really a reckoning with truth. It's really a reckoning with truth. Is there something true in this world? Is there something real? Whereas other holidays are more we're involved in the wine and the meat and the celebration and the family. This holiday is different, this holiday is really a reckoning on what's your truth. What lens do you use to view the world with? Do you have a random lens based on the criteria or lack of criteria of public opinion which shifts every 20 years, you know, things are very different every 20 years and what people believe is real? Or do you have a timeless Torah perspective? Is that your lens? And that's a big reckoning that we're coming up to. That's Thursday night. We have the opportunity in coming into that reckoning with the openness to create Torah eyes, Torah lenses. It takes tremendous humility. It means saying that my view of the world with my own opinions I'm not negating it altogether but it's probably not going to be quite on the level of what the Torah might say about that particular subject. It's a humbling. Doesn't mean your opinions don't count. Your opinions are very important. They're your opinions. It's a, but it is a reckoning of how my opinions relate to Torah and the humble the humility to say that most likely the way I'm viewing the world, if it's in discrepancy, if it's in dissonance with Torah's view, it chances, it, chances are that my perspective is not the right one. Or it might be right, but in a different scenario. Now, we're going to look at the word Spiritual. Now when you look at the word spiritual, you'll see it's made of two words. What do you see there? Spirit and ritual. Yeah, isn't that cool? Spirit and ritual. There's spirit and here's ritual. Spirit and ritual. So we see that to be a truly spiritual person, you'll have to be involved with things that we will define as spirit. And you will also have to be involved in what we call rituals. Let's define them. Rituals is a little easier to define first. Rituals show up in the real world. You can video ritual. If someone is lighting Hanukkah candles, you can video that. That's a ritual. If someone is praying, you can video. They'll probably, if they're Jewish, they'll probably be doing the... This thing, okay? That's ritual. You can video that. If someone's putting on fill that's video It's another ritual. Let's create some seats here. Uh, you wanna slide over one? You have a seat back there? A third seat? And then, thanks How you here. Hey there. Welcome. We're talking about the difference between the word spiritual which is made up of spirit and ritual. So rituals we're doing first. Again, rituals take place in the real world. Rituals take place in the real world. They can be videoed. Spirit on the other hand, so let's just put body here. Okay, Rituals you can actually see with the body. If at one point you want to zoom in on the words. Um, at at the right time just so everyone knows what's on the board unless you can see it clearly on your lens you can turn turn the lens towards you meaning not the lens but yeah that turn that so you don't have to move when you want to see what's going on sit relax and put it towards you so the ritual is done with the body okay it's something physical when a person does a ritual he or she uses his or her body to to do something You can video that. Someone's holding things, they're making blessings, you can hear the sounds of the blessings. That's ritual. Spirit, on the other hand, is something that you cannot see. There's no way to video it. If there's any way to see it, as long as they're not faking it, you can at least see it on someone's face. Because the face is called the panim in Hebrew. Panim is actually the word uh, inside. Because your face tells what's going on within you, unless you've got a good poker face, and we don't know what's going on inside you. But in general, just via your face, we have a good idea of what's going on inside. So, okay, you can get a hint to where someone's at in spirit by looking at their face. But in general, you don't know what's going on. When I'm lighting Hanukkah candles, I could be thinking about a bus I have to catch while I'm making the blessings. I really got to catch that bus well if I run you
0: know
1: so you see the ritual would look the same but the spirit would be gone thinking about buses not really there could be doing the same thing during Kiddush I could be doing the same thing in any midst. I could be putting on my and thinking about something else. So the spirit again is something I can't video. It's more hooking up with my soul or in this case my kavana. So this is what the ritual I do and this is the soul or another way of saying it is the kavana. Kavana is where I'm at when I'm saying it. Where am I at? You know, right now you guys are I think, from what I can tell, with me. I can see you're, where you're at. And I also can tell when a student's not with me. Or, you know, it'll be text messaging or he's gone, like, falling asleep. So I see where he's at. What's, what I can video with his body is he's sitting in a chair. Where he's at in spirit is he's passing out. Now the word Kavana, the word Kavana means alignment. And alignment is just like the sight on a bow and arrow or the sight on a gun, or when you take your car for alignment, you use the same word. When I brought my car recently for alignment, I asked him to help my car with with its kavana, with its alignment so that the wheel, when I let go of it, it drives straight. That's called kavana. Kavana means alignment. What does it mean alignment? It's when I align these two aspects, the ritual and the spirit, when they're aligned, then I'm I in spir- I mean a spiritual moment. Example of not alignment. My mouth is saying prayers. My head is worrying about bills I'm gonna have to pay later, okay? So my head's here, my mouth is here. Am I in alignment? No, so I catch myself and say I'm out of alignment. So what do I do? I bring my head back to the prayer. What am I saying right now? Oh. I'm back in alignment. You see that? I've hooked up back in alignment. Oh, my thoughts went off again. Still saying prayers. So I'm out of alignment again. Pull it back into alignment. So that's what Kavana is. Kavana is aligning your thoughts with what you happen to be doing at that moment. Now, there's depths of Kavana. I mean, that's one depth is just pay attention. That's one level of Kavana. Say the words with intention, that I know, that I have in mind what I'm saying while I say it. But then there's depths of Kavana. What does that word really mean? What's the depth of that word? So you can go very deep into Kavana. You can really make it a whole, you know, life's work is deepening and deepening what you're doing. Okay. So we've got the body. We've got the soul. The body you can video. I can video someone lighting Hanukkah candles. The soul... I cannot video whether that person is really into the lighting or not into the lighting. Now the spirit behind the rituals is the, let's put it like this, the rituals are the what, right, what am I doing, okay, the word in Hebrew is ma, okay, you know the word ma, Ma means what, okay? So that's what am I doing? The spirit behind that ritual is why. Is the word why. Why am I doing it? So there's what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And when I've got them both hooked up, that's a spiritual moment. And we've got the what's and the why's connected to each other. Now, by the way, this is the same word here as this word. The word for why in Hebrew is the same as the word for what. It's also ma. It's just that you add a lamid first to say to what? Le ma. To what? Or lama we say. Le ma means to what end? What is this for? To what? Okay? So the word, it's also ma. Uh, that's interesting, but it's not a hey. Lima, okay? Lima or lama means, why am I doing that? So there's ma and lima. But the main point of ma is to understand that that is the essence of human beings, is to, to be a ma. You want to become a ma. Become a ma. You want to become a ma. What does it mean to be a mom? Well, first of all, what's the numerical value of mem and he? If you look at mem and he, mem is 40, he is 5, that equals 45. Well, 45 is the same numerical value as the word adam, which means human being. Aleph is 1, dollar is five, 4, that's 5, plus a mem is 45. Meaning the whole purpose of putting man in this world is to ultimately ask the question, ma, and to claw his or her way through the creation, through the matrix, to know what's on the other side. That's the whole point of being a human being, is to get that. Unfortunately, I don't mean to preach, but you guys are all in this room, or those who are watching the video, are have taken their time out to do this, so you guys are being ma, But unfortunately, the majority of the world is what's called in Hebrew a yesh, it's the opposite of a ma, is a yesh, which means I know already, I have it. The word yesh means to have, and being a yesh is, I got it already. And don't we all know people from our hometown who are like hot shots, but only hot shots in like a couple square mile radius, you know? They're like hotshots in one little area in their business, that area of business or whatever they do for a living, on the streets in your immediate neighborhood. And they're almost phobic of anything outside of it because they don't know what they're doing outside of it. How many people have have a profession where they've become very focused and specialized in that one thing but have really become uh, 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 foggy on so many other distinctions for life, in life, so many other things, so much more wisdom that's out there in the world, because in a world where only people are only asking what, and mostly what are you going to do for a living, they, they lose the whole perspective of what they're here for. So it is, it's very important that we become ma's. A Ma is someone who is humble in fact when the Jewish people complained to Moses and Aaron in, in, the, in the desert, Moses and Aaron answered the following, anachnu ma. We are what? doesn't make any sense grammatically, but it does now. They're saying, who are we? Who are we? We're ma's. We, we're also ma's. We're just wondering what God wants from us. We're not your tr- tr- travel guides. We're not your, your tour guides travel agents for the desert for 40 years. We're under God. and we're, We ourselves are ma. So the word ma is very humbling. It's saying, I don't know. It's another word. It's, it's seriously in the Torah, it's synonymous for humility. For humility. It's the person who is asking. Okay. So these are the whys and these are the whats. Now the whats in Judaism is called Halacha, Halakha which is Jewish law it tells you what to do you panning with me what it's supposed to be pretty zoomed in it's supposed to be pretty zoomed in enough so you'd have to pan I've been wondering why he's never panning when I walk around okay. it's pretty zoomed not fully zoomed in you know you should be able to see about from hand to hand I would say ah, it should be much more zoomed in much more yeah, they want a headshot, really they want from chest up yeah just want to flip that back around okay
0: On an unrelated note, um, Josh Mack is a cameraman in Hollywood,
1: and he's studying here, so he he needs... All we have to do is get him to come up to Essentials every day from 10 to 11. Okay. Okay. So, so the word for what in Jewish law, meaning what do we do as Jews, it's called halakha. And why we do those things... There, I could put a lot of things, but what I'm going to put is Kabbalah. Okay? Kabbalah. You'll notice that I end the word Kabbalah with the word law. It's the spiritual laws that govern reality. Okay? There's the external, and then there's the spiritual. Just like, let's say you're looking at a screen, a computer screen, and on that computer screen you see the what, and unless you're a computer technician and you understand how screen technology works, you don't know what's inside there, but there is stuff inside there, otherwise you wouldn't have the picture, there's some engineer who made that screen and developed and designed that screen. There's all this stuff inside that screen, very complicated, but you, the user, only see the outside, only see the image on the screen. So too, in Judaism, there's the what is the outside. That is me making sure I'm buying kosher food or cooking kosher food, or me wrapping that to fill, and that's the outer screen, or me saying that blessing. But on every single mitzvah, or every word I say, or every uh, blessing, I must click on that blessing, or click on that mitzvah, or click on that word in the Torah. By the way, the whole word, all the words in the Torah, you can video too. You know, the whole, you know, Tanakh. It's something you can video, so to speak. You can video the, the pages, if you want. But it takes you, when you click on each word, on each letter, It takes you over here to the Lama. What's the real depth there? And it takes you to the Kabbalah that is behind that particular word, or behind that mitzvah, or behind that halakha, or behind that prayer. For example, just the word Baruch. Do you guys know what the word Baruch means? Probably mean blessed. But what does that really mean? So if you look at the word Baruch and you dissect it properly, meaning The word is say, when you make a blessing, say the word Baruch. But when you click on the word Baruch, it's amazing. It takes you to two separate things. One is the word knee. The word knee in Hebrew is berech. Same root. Bet, resh, chaf. The word berech means knees. And what are knees all about? Knees are about lowering. They lower your stature. Look, this is me with my knees straight. This is me with my knees bent. See the difference in my height? Okay, the the word knees is the word for for it's again it's that humbling idea of uh, you know when people pray on their knees you know Jews also we pray on our knees uh, at least once a year twice a year rush shanayom kippur we go down on our knees and then we go all the way down okay we have that that Christian moment and then that Muslim moment. Okay, right. you see where they got it from. You know, they got it from us ultimately. But we have it saved for special times of year. That's korim Today we bend our knees. Korim u'mishtachavim. We bend, but in uh, on the actual high holidays, korim we go down on our knees. Mishtachlim we go all the way down. The that's the whole idea of knees. Have you ever seen a camel? go down go down to pick up a rider when they put it down, or just a camel sitting. You'll notice that it just kind of shifts onto its knees, front knees and the back knees. That's the word lahavriach. lahavriyach, the camel. You hear the word baruch in bet reshchaf Lavriach. to knee it, to put it on its knees, to sit it down, lahavriach. And hey, Hi. my son is here. Come on in. How are you doing, Sadiq? I can't believe you're here. This is unbelievable. What's up, smile? My son's whole class is coming in. You gotta film these kids. Shemaleichem. Well, Shalach, nicele tam shniyah. Razim leot et ha et ha mepeset ba. Said, "This <laughs> is <laughs> a nicele shniyah." He the kids. <laughs> Shemaleichem. Wow, a good mechaydes.
0: Heide, 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 heide. Er, er tut tot für, für jeden deswegen, er redet noch mal für die Niedigkeit von ohne. Und ich habe äh, auch weiter, was tut da mir, verstehe schon an Sachen mehr, was, äh, was heißt Niedigkeit. Er hier oben jeden Tag Menschen, es auch Menschen, die kommen da um mich, wo wissen, was tut da und zu bis nach, zu bis nach, das in Karina mit Mm-hmm. And Me. The capital the, what... the, the is the vice of the 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 He of in das Gewerbe hat hat mich gewählt, ich gegangen und in, <lad star tra purpleressi> <laughs> <laughs> In a day, i some by my I want a- to them. So, a- a- yeah, yeah, I I will translate later. Okay.
1: okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, go in the second entrance, 1237 Sulamit. 3, seven, uh, Yeah, of course, of course. You tell me with me. It's fine. We're going to the meeting. Yeah. no the city the city of the village? the the village? Where is the 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 so, yeah, uh, no, that, that's not open. Just go to Memphis. Okay. A good, good,
0: good Bracha. The Ruchni
1: Amen. The Gavay of our Shul, the Gabbay of the Rebbe, and also a teacher in the school. It's my son who learned from. <laughs> you have to run ahead or I'm going to press the combination. Your son has your same joyful <sighs> What's his name? One second. I'll call you uh, His name is yeah. Wow, is that breathtaking, those kids? Yeah. How sweet they are and oh. pure. It's amazing. And the, and the absolute miracle that I, you know, mm. 18 years ago, I showed up here, you know, with about 50 of these all around, you know, this naturally, Mike naturally does this, you know, I showed up here just totally secular and without, I didn't know Bed, I was 23 years old, I didn't know the bed. I didn't know nothing about, you know, Judaism in general, I was just hippie from California, I thought like, I thought being Jewish was like racist or something against Gentiles or something <laughs> like that, and, um, you know, but you see, like, look at my son, He's like, and we are being raised with all these kids and Yiddish speaking young, young men, trilingual really it's unbelievable see the power you see the power of your choices now right young people I'm not saying your kid has to be a Hasidic kid but, but you should re- realize the weight of this period in your life it's a major opportunity a crossroads a trajectory shift you know in the, when a the bomb goes when they shoot a missile from Iraq to Iran choosing them specifically as my example when they ch- shoot a missile from Iraq to Iran the, uh, can a mathematician at any point figure out where it came from yeah sure and can they figure out where it's going sure but they have now these smart bombs where the bomb takes off on this trajectory but then it has a whole other rocket system where it can suddenly shoot that direction, no. Do I know where it came from at this point? No. Do I know where it's going? No, I don't know. I, the, whole new, the whole new trajectory is no way to really know at that point, because I don't have the arc to follow. That's the opportunity right now. Is Our lives are very predictable. If you look at your past, how predictable your life will be in the future. What's happening here in Jerusalem is you're getting a unique opportunity to change the trajectory. Traject, trajectory of your life to the point where it's unrecognizable where you came from and it's unrecognizable where you're going. And life gets very exciting when that happens because you're obviously going to keep all the good from your past. But your past is no longer dictating your future. And you also get to just add endless wisdom, endless wisdom to help dictate what the future will bring for you in your life. So that's the... uh, that's the beauty of this experience and you know another great thing about it is this may be the greatest moment of free will of your life why because you're far from your hometown those who are watching the video are a little close to home right now but you're far from your hometown and which means you're not getting pulled by the past and you're also far from like I don't think too many people walk in this room and like looking for a pair of these things you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like the top ten list, becoming an orthodox Jew. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's not that much pull towards being an observant Jew in, in this place. I mean, unless you're like some serious, you have like some serious issue with conformity. <laughs> It would have to be like a serious issue with conformity. But in general, no one really wants to conform into the orthodox world. I mean, that's like, it's insane to do so in society today. So you're actually in this vacuum of free will. We actually get to make a choice. Unlike any other time. You walk out of this class, you're still in that vacuum. You walk out of a class in, uh, where are you from, Yusha? You walk out of your class in Pittsburgh, everything around you is a constant reinforcement of not what you just learned in that Torah class. You understand? It's a very special time. It's a time of choice. A time of trajectory. A time of deciding where you're going with your life. Yes, Chagai? Can you speak up, please? You speak Hebrew? She shall be But loud.
0: Yeah. the In the
1: Okay, so one aspect of, right now what we're doing is we're clicking on the what, which is the word Baruch, first word of a blessing, and now we're going to the why, we're clicking on it, we're going to the website of what's in a blessing. So the first we said was Baruch means knees to lower the stature. The second is the word Brecha. The word Brecha means reservoir. Where anywhere where water gathers is called a Brecha. In my source of sustenance. So when you say Baruch, you're doing two things. One is you're humbling yourself, and you're also saying, God, you are the source. You are the source of sustenance in this world. I mean, ideally, really, the prayer books should say in English, you are the source. Bokh Atah. You are the source. Now, the word Atah is very interesting. If you click on the word Atah, the Kabbalists say that it's chutzpah. How can you call God you? If it's a king, you say, your highness. Would your highness like a drink? If it's a judge, you say, your honor. Would your honor like a drink of water? even sometimes say, the officer, would the officer be willing to let me off this ticket here? When, when, you use, uh, when you're trying to respect, you go third person with people. With God, hey you, God! It's, uh, it's, it's chutzpah, the way we refer to God as you. But why do we refer to God as you? Because when you f- start with the word Baruch, now you can call God Atah. Because when you lower the stature of the body, with the word Baruch, you've humbled your body. Well, what comes up? What comes up is the soul. Once you're, you've lowered your body, you've, you've uh, what's the word, hachna'ah, is the word, you've subdued your body instinct. Just saying a blessing, think about it. My body instinct says, take it and eat it. My soul instinct says, thank God for it first recognize God as the source of sustenance in this apple and I stop that's my soul I say Baruch I've now lowered the body and now that my soul has ascended well my soul and God are contemporaries Contemporaries speak second person to each other. Judges don't say "Your Honor" to one another. When a Judge, when Judge Wapner says to what's another famous judge on the shows today, when Judge Wapner says to Judge Judy, he doesn't say "Does Your Honor want a cup of water?" He says, "Judy, would, would you like a cup of water?" The kings call each other "You." Presidents call each other "You." When you're contemporaries, it's "You." Well, your soul is a contemporary of the created universe. So you're allowed to call a God Atah when it's followed by the word Baruch. Because Baruch is first the humbling of the ego, so that you can now be on the level with God when you say Atah. Now we've only done two of the six word formula, Baruch Atah Shem Melech HaOlam. Can you imagine if you had this in mind though, from now on? That's why you'll notice that some people who are serious about their Judaism, will really take their time here. The Halacha says, the Ma is, say, Babu she melkei ne Babu ho'elah. Baruchatah she melkei ne melech ho'elah. For your plates, and eat the apple. It's not much different than just grabbing an apple and eating it. But when you say, Baruchatah lowering my ego. God is the sustenance, the source of sustenance of all reality. Ato I really shouldn't be calling you this God, but because my soul and your soul and your being are absolutely fused in that oneness. You understand. It, by the time you've only said Baruch and Ato, most people are through with the entire blessing. Now we haven't gone on, I have a whole class called The Anatomy of a Blessing, where we go all the way through each word, it's really fabulous to see what's, because we haven't even gotten to God's name yet, you can imagine, you know, when we get to God's name. <coughs> Although you should know of all the names, all the words, those six words, the holiest is Atta. because you're talking to his essence. You know, if I said to Dave, would Dave like a cup of water? It's not, it's going to something that refers to him, it's not him. Dave is a referral to who he is. But when I say, would you like a cup of water, I'm going straight to his essence. Okay, this is all uh, we, we didn't, I didn't get to actually introduce Rosh Chodesh properly at this point. But I think I might be able to hook it all up. Um, no, that wouldn't be fair to the next rabbi. Or is it Dr. Schroeder? I think, so. I think we'll hold here. And uh, I hope you guys got a good feel for what it means to be spiritual. Uh, You'll, from now on, understand that when someone goes off to meditate all day and deny their body celibate, fasting, speech fast, food fast, that they are not spiritual, they are spirit people. And also when you'll see people who are so busy with the ma whether they're Western religion people or they're Jews who are keeping all of Jewish law but have no idea why, you will see that, are they spiritual people? No, they are ritual people. You'll see that there are certain people who are spirit people, certain people who are ritual people. But us people in this room, and the people watching this on their video screen. You must be committed to both. To be a whole person, to be a spiritual person, means having your rituals grounded, or having your spirit grounded in rituals. It's not enough just to have the spirit of it. A a guy from the Kabbalah Center uh, came to a friend of mine who's a rabbi in Los Angeles. And he knocked on his door, you know, it's kind of like the Jay witnesses he walked knocked on his door, and he said, would you like to learn a little Kabbalah? Now, he wasn't expecting a rabbi. So, you're a little surprised, the rabbi says, sure, come on in, we'll learn some Kabbalah. So, they sit down and they learn various basic Kabbalistic points on the Sabbath, Shabbat. So, at the end of their meeting, as he was walking them out, he says, by the way, would you like to come for Shabbat? And the Kabbalistic guy in his gown and his big white kippah said, I don't keep Shabbat. And the rabbi said, what are you talking about? We just spent a half hour learning about the the spirit behind Shabbat, the Kabbalah behind Shabbat. He says, no, once you know the spirit, you don't have to know. You don't have to do it. You understand? So that's not spiritual. Because his spirit's floating in the air, it'll go nowhere. You see, the ritual, the what, is the vessel for light. It is the light bulb, but you need the filament. The filament that creates the light is the Kabbalah. But without the vessel, without the bowl, you don't have anything. It doesn't work that way. So all of the laws in Judaism are just creating a vessel for the depth of what's in that particular word, law, prayer, blessing, whatever it is, mitzvah, that you're doing. It's very important that we have these two fused, that we're fusing them together all the time, which means you have to have a diet in your Torah study both. You must learn the what's, and you must learn the why's. Now unfortunately, many people are not so focused on the why's, because we live in a very what generation. This is like, most people, all they have on their mind is how to fix their iPod, you know, if it's not working right or something. We're in a very what generation. We're not in a very why generation. Unfortunately, I mean, people in this room, people watching this video are searching for truth. They're truth seekers. But most people aren't like that. This room should be overflowing. It's not. Most people are not really on that search. So they're not really looking for the whys. We live in a what generation? What time do I have to be at the gym in order that I can get to work on time? What do I gotta do at work in order that I can get done on time? What am I doing tonight? When am I going to sleep and so I can do it all again tomorrow? It's a what generation? Very few people are asking why? Why would I do all this? What's my life for? What's the world all about? So a spiritual person is putting them both together. And that's the true definition of spirituality. And for us to be spiritual people, we also, we need to be learning both. We need both in our diet of Torah. So this particular course is mostly about wise, by the way. And what happens at Asia Torah is it's a lot of wise, which is this program called Essentials. Then it works its way over to the pre-intermediate program, which has much more what, with lots of whys. And then it slowly moves its way to the study hall, down, that you can hear the white noise downstairs, is they all study what, and if they're lucky, they have a little time for what. But it can become a burden after a while, when you start getting your, if your what start overtaking the whys, so you can, Get bogged down with a lot of ritual that's not necessarily hooked up. There's no light, there's no filament that's lighting up the, the what's. So someone always has to keep a balanced diet between the what's and the what's. Good choydeh. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com